Well, I know Padre Paul is here. Are the rest of you here? Yeah, Craig's right there. Okay, Craig's here. All right. Is God here? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yes, he, she is. Hey, thank you, Monk Mary Kay, to beginning of this. Well, I so appreciate everyone being on the call tonight. Our group, our community is celebrating Thanksgiving prior to Thanksgiving, and I have this beautiful two members, Renee and Brother Craig, that we like to dialogue with. And first of all, I just want to thank everyone for coming on the line, but also for your giftings, for your gifts, your monetary gifts to be on this call. I really appreciate that. It just helps with the flow. So appreciate your donations. I've been raring to go with this evening service tonight only because prayer is such a big part of who I am, and I believe Renee and Craig can say the same thing. And it's always about giving thanks. It's always about acknowledging the divine. And if there's one thing that I love doing is that. It's part of who I am. I believe my parents were the great model for me. Growing up Catholics, we were seemed like we were always in church. And if we weren't in church, we were always praying the rosary right after the supper meal. So prayer has always been a part of my life. And And then when I took a journey with Ron Roth for 27 years, it really opened up my eyes to the more, you know, of all expressions of prayer and meditation. And then I'll get to lead celebrating the life the last 13 years. I've learned a lot. I thought I knew a lot, but I keep learning every day. And to me, Thanksgiving is a big part of, I think, our relationship with, whether it's other people or especially with our God. So tonight we're celebrating Thanksgiving, and we just like to share some thoughts, ideas, readings from other saints or, or those that we heard, just to, I think, open up our hearts to, to the more. And as you listen, as your heart opens, I hope just for one moment that the divine touches you in a special way to first relax you, but also to heal you, and also just to restore our faith in humanity. So welcome, Craig. Welcome, Renee. I have a question. I'll start with Craig. I love questions. (laughs) I love not teasing people, but I love asking them questions. Craig, are you gearing up for Thanksgiving or gathering or maybe setting into the silence of the season? How is your preparations for Thanksgiving coming? Well, it's more of a silence as a season approach for for us, and it certainly helps in you know, preparing for this uh, this presentation, or rather this call tonight, because I was able to research a lot of great spiritual literature that talks about gratitude and thankfulness, and I just see myself, as my bio says, kind of, I'm living a life of contemplation, or at least trying to, so my life is pretty quiet, and I'm grateful for that. Wow, I bet you Karen's extra grateful for that. <laughs> I'm just teasing, sorry. <laughs> sorry. And we'll continue on with Renee. How's your journey been coming up to Thanksgiving, Renee? Well, I'm going to do a little bit of both. I'm going to do a both and do a little oh, okay. Thanksgiving breakfast with some friends. But then nice. I'm going to settle into that space of silence and contemplation. For me, that this is the time where that is so important to think about all the things that I'm grateful for and the people that are in my life, the events that I've attended. I really step back and I go through my journals and I look at those moments, those gems, those jewels 
over this last year and give gratitude for all that is in my life in this moment because of the divine. So I'm going to do a both and. That's beautiful. And whatever part our listeners, maybe you're making a meal, maybe you're visiting family or friends, or just maybe spend it in silence. Or as maybe I know one person on this call and myself love to watch Hallmark movies. (laughs) It's one of the things that (laughs) helps him. That's a Renee (laughs) that we um, just enjoy that. It's just, it's something that I love watching because then, because it's all about building up relationships. You can see the the rising of the relationship, the falling, and then the falling in love. And it's like, to me, it represents the divine. And it's one of my special times of the year that I allow myself to do that because I'm not necessarily a TV person, so but I make room for that one for sure. But, wow. I mean, for me, uh, yes, I'm preparing, going to my uh, relative's home for Thanksgiving and see some of my siblings, but also new people that I've never met before. And Thanksgiving can be challenging. Even if we're coming with family or cousins or whatever, we don't always see them. And so sometimes we come in trepidations because maybe we've had a falling out, maybe we had harsh words, or we remember something that we didn't agree with. And so sometimes our hearts can be tight, (laughs) guarded, so to speak. But I just want to plant seeds of what the past have taught me taught Craig and also Renee tonight that if we open up to the more, if we open up to that, the spirit of Christ within each one of us, then we can walk in with open arms, open hands, and an open heart. So, Renee, would you open up Mm -hmm. with either a a prayerful reading or or a prayer as we just now enter into this mystery called Thanksgiving? Yes. I'd like to open up. This is a reading by Henry Nowen, and... It is about gratitude. So I just ask that we just settle in for the evening, open our hearts as Padres talked about. Gratitude goes beyond the mine and thine and claims the truth that all of life is a pure gift. In the past, I always thought of gratitude as a spontaneous response to the awareness of gifts received. But now I realize that gratitude can also be lived as a discipline. The discipline of gratitude is the explicit effort to acknowledge that all I am and have is given to me as a gift of love, a gift to be celebrated with joy. Wow. I so love that because he moves into that space of talking about a discipline of gratitude. Yeah. And, you know, I think with that statement, Henry understood, and I understood the first part is about, well, it's about spontaneously you get a gift and you receive it. It's like, yeah, I'm happy. Thank you. And you move on. Mm-hmm. Or he has mm-hmm. positioned himself and also then taught the listeners that it's more than that. And I think mm-hmm. like most of us, we might go to other homes restaurants, whatever, with other people. And so we can actually move into that expression of gratitude, that discipline of gratitude, and just appreciate the moment because mm-hmm. life can be gone in a moment, as many of us know, friends, family mm-hmm. that have left us into eternity. So I try to make it, I would say, in the morning, thank God I'm alive, thank God I'm breathing, thank God that I... Yeah 
slept through the night and just look for a brand new day. And so it helps me start in that attitude because it's like an engine. you got to start it up first, but I want to make sure it's running fully and seeing clearly before I even enter into that day. But it's huge. Yeah. You know? may, I, may I read the second part of what he, where he gets into more about gratitude as a discipline? Oh, I would love to hear that. Yeah. So he goes on to say, he says, gratitude as a discipline involves a conscious choice. I can choose to be grateful even when my emotions and feelings are still steeped in hurt and resentment. It is amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of a complaint. The choice for gratitude rarely comes without some real effort, but each time I make it, the next choice is a little easier, a little freer. Acts of gratitude make one grateful because step by step they reveal that all is grace. Wow. Yeah. I just have to contemplate that in my own world. When sometimes I meet people or know people, and I know I'm going to encounter them, but I do have a a strife there. And when the Holy Spirit checks me in my spirit, says, "Uh, uh, uh, don't say it, don't give that look. (laughs) And then you become body of glass, so to speak, as FSD Mm -hmm. tools teach us. And all of a sudden, the conversation changes. And then actually, it gets to be revealed the truth. And then all the guard goes down. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to God when I follow the lead of his, her direction instead of my own agenda when it comes to meeting people, greeting people, however that is. But I love that personally. So, but wow. I know for you me, know, when I read go that, ahead. It just, for me, when I read that, I was reminded, especially when he says the thing about instead of a complaint, I can choose gratitude. And for me, you're right. Like I, I have to pause. Because yeah. sometimes maybe I'm rushing, I'm busy, and someone's like, oh, hey, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, in my head, I'm thinking all of this. And then I have to yeah. pause for a moment. Yes. yes. And then be I like, agree with that. okay, in this moment, I need to choose gratitude. I need to stop and listen. Because clearly this person needs to check in with me or talk with me. So it's yeah. like, what would I do without my pause? Oh, my gosh, yes. What will we do without the Holy Spirit's nudging? Yes. I'm, every day I'm more grateful. You would think I've been a perfect example of that, but I fall short like all of us do. I'm not proud of it, <laughs> but I'm proud of when the Holy Spirit can catch me and really mm-hmm. stop me in my tracks and use that pause. My One of my favorite words, zip it, Padre. <laughs> you know, don't say yeah. it. <laughs> Hold off on yeah. that one. And all, the majority of the times some great things happen, and that's what I want. I want I want to bring peace to people, including myself, mm-hmm. you know, in that process. So, but I love that yeah. attitude because we all have to change, and I remember the good old days with Ron Roth, his choice of words. He, he always kind of demanded respect. He always commanded, you can't say that, that's negative. He was my checks on the balance, mm-hmm. and when he passed, mm-hmm. I missed that portion because <laughs> he was a little bell that rang every time when I wasn't living up to my highest potential. So, and I'm grateful to his teachings. So, and that little voice is still around <laughs> to help me yeah. remind me for sure. So, wow, brother Craig, what would you say about gratitude? Do you have any readings that you might like to share? Yes, I do. The first thing that came to my mind 
when I think of gratitude in, in the New Testament is a story that those of us who are raised Christians probably heard in Sunday school when we were kids, and I certainly did, and I never really felt the, the real message until very recently. And, and it's the story, it's in Matthew and, and other places, but it's Matthew chapter 14, that's when Jesus feeds the 5,000 when the fish is in the loaves. And I'll, I'll just read it briefly here. And then there, sure. there are three things that really pop out at me from this reading. At first, Jesus is followed by crowds, and he has allowed a large crowd where he's been doing healing and just feeling great compassion for the sick. And then it uh, begins at verse 15. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And this is the first thing that uh, really struck me, especially after the retreat that we just had. It's like Jesus didn't want the people to leave the sacred space, the sacred mm. healing space that he had just created. It's like if they wandered off to, I don't know, go to McDonald's and get some, some food and then take it back, it would just like break that, break the connection, break the flow. And so he saw more than what his disciples saw. They wanted wow. everybody to go away. He said, no, I don't want them to leave. So, so what are you going to do? I mean, uh, at that point, they're, they're here. So they, he said, well, what do we have? The, the disciples said, we have five loads, loaves of bread and two fish. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And then there was still leftovers, baskets of, of food. And so what I saw from that is that it, this wasn't just some kind of miraculous magic trick. First thing Jesus did was he realized he needed to show gratitude. So even before the food was distributed, he gave thanks. And when I first noticed this, I thought, why is he giving thanks now? before the miracle. And right. Yeah, and it it begins with 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 gratitude. And I, I think what he's showing here, what he's communicating to me, is that divine grace is not transactional. You cannot say, Okay, God, I'll I'll do this and then you'll give me some food, right? The gratitude comes first. You you must reach out with gratitude and be be grateful and then you will be satisfied. And then the third point that I see in here is that a grateful heart opens a portal to miracles, which is what happened in this case. When, when Jesus expressed his gratitude, it allowed the bounty, it allowed God's bounty to spring forth for the people. And so when we feel grateful, we are, we are touching this portal or we're entering this portal and 
the, the great example, I, I see this is in Ron Ross, one of his talks where he gives an example of how when he was a priest, he went, he gave a class on prayer and certain, and more people showed up than he thought were going to show up. And he was afraid that he wasn't going to have enough food. And he kept going down to the kitchen and talking to the kitchen staff saying, are you sure you should go out and buy some food? Go out to the market, you know, here's some money, go get some more food because we're not going to have enough. And the kitchen staff saying, relax, don't worry, we got it handled. <laughs> and finally he came down and he was obviously harassed about this. And he, they said, come on, priest, lighten up, let's pray about it. <laughs> so the, the kitchen staff, like, grabbed his hands and they prayed over the food mm-hmm. saying, you know, thank you, God, you know for this food and we'll have enough. And he said, okay, he was still skeptical. But then when lunchtime came, there was more than enough food. In fact, there were enough for seconds and thirds and food to take home. So yeah. it's the grateful heart. And even Ron Roth got this example, you know, that the grateful gratitude opens the, the portal for miracles. And wow. so this the story that I'm so familiar with, I, I just only recently felt you know, some, something of the fullness that's what he's communicating about gratitude. Well, I love that piece, Craig, on the loaves and the fishes. Jesus had a, a beautiful example, and to me about turn to God, and he said he blessed. He was grateful. He, he looked at, he recognized the source, which was God, his Father. And like all of us, if we start out our day in gratitude, we're actually acknowledging who created us, who created this universe. And so we actually go to the source first. And then mm-hmm. the scripture says everything else is added. So we just extend mm-hmm. our faith. And Jesus blessed the loaves and the fishes and then told the disciples, go, you hand out to the, with the baskets. And, and they kept multiplying as people handed out the loaves and the fishes. And it said then they had 12 basketfuls coming. And this is 5,000 with, what, a couple fish, a couple breads. It's like mm-hmm. you could double, triple your income by laying hands on that. <laughs> First by tithing, giving, and you shall receive, and then the overflow happens. So there's always a, an action and a reaction. But my point of view is the, the giving, the blessing, the awareness of the source of life. So, Renee, in this passage, what draws your attention to what Jesus did for the 5,000? Well, I went and I rewrote, and you know what really lit up for me was the child that offers the loaves and fishes. Yeah, there it is. You know, in all the four Gospels, it it talks about a boy, but it's clearly a child who is offering up these loaves and fishes, and he never asks questions. No. He just offers it, and he must, on some level, did he know a miracle was about to happen? His life was to be changed. Yeah. And so for me, that stood out was, and this was probably his meal for for his family, his friends, his extended family. Absolutely. He freely gives this, to these disciples, people he doesn't know, he freely gives it. That's what stuck out for me. And also, too, the giving thanks. It reminded me of a communion service that Last Mm. Supper that his disciples does is he thanks. He lifts the bread up just like he does when he feeds the 5,000. 
He lifts it up. He gives thanks. And he does that at the Last Supper. He does the same yeah. thing. You know? Wow. So it's like it's like a prelude to to what's happening. But for me, it was the child that, I mean, gratitude for this child. For at that moment, in the parable, he offers up the loaves and the fishes. Yeah. And that that's child, you know, the, the innocence. Uh, yeah. It would be an interesting study of what Jesus was teaching prior to that. And I heard yeah. from other writers that where did the miracle happen when Jesus blessed it? And what other authors have said was when they broke it, when they broke it, mm-hmm. and then it started multiplying. The more they handed it out yeah. and broke it, it multiplied. So and uh, we, mm-hmm. you've heard many teachings that says, what's ever in your hand, give it away, and then it'll multiply yeah. again. But we're giving, yeah. giving forth. So there's the mystery. And just maybe contemplate or think about when you're having Thanksgiving dinner with a family, a friend, or a breakfast. Just by blessing the food, hopefully you'll bless the food. And if you don't, at least say it underneath your breath. Well, let's give yeah. thanks. And I know it's always been a blessing in our family. Someone leads in prayer. And then we remember, <laughs> sorry, those who have gone before us, our loved ones yeah. or our children. Because we all come together as a spiritual family during the time. And so getting a little emotional <laughs> just thinking about that. But I believe yeah. the angels are here are those loved ones who we care for, we pray for, they're on this call tonight because they want to say hello. They want to say thank you for praying for me, praying for you, yeah. all of those. So it's a tender time, and, and I think each of us, whether we celebrate Thanksgiving or not, I believe everybody who's on this call or will be listening to this call will partake in some way of just giving thanks, and that tells me about their heartbeat because it reflects heaven here on earth. So, wow. I think also, Renee, you have another author that you love to share some of his thoughts. Yeah, I'd like to share this reading. It's by Thomas Merton. It's from Thoughts in Solitude. To be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything he has given us, and he has given us everything. Every breath we draw is a gift of his love. Every moment of existence is grace, for it brings with us immense graces from him. Gratitude, therefore, takes nothing for granted, is never unresponsive, is constantly awakening to the new wonder and to praise of the goodness of God. For the grateful person knows that God is good, not by hearsay, but by experience. And that is what makes all the difference. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I really feel the presence here, and I feel I'm hearing or listening to people's hearts tonight as they prepare for Thanksgiving, whether it's the food, whether it's in their heart, but there is a difference between hearsay and by experience. And I think we're all tapping into this source tonight and just allow the angels to whisper in your ears that how much you're being loved and loved that it's a come it's a giving and a receiving so to me it's even a harvest time in a sense of those that we've given out to it actually comes back might not be in the same source but in the same quality and more i believe you have another one by meister eckhart yeah yeah this is this one just spoke to my heart and I wanted to share it. 
He says, if the only prayer you said was thank you, that would be enough. Thank you. Hallelujah. You know, it reminds me of... It reminds me of my own experiences of gratitude, of call it gifts, or somebody making my day. And there's no other words that I can say except thank you that would show my gratitude. Because it's just from the heart, it says everything. And to me, it's that expression. And Meister Eckhart nailed it, in a sense. Because life isn't about a lot of words. It's about the experience. And just being grateful to God or... The, the hands that fed you or the hug that held you and loved you. It's, it has all the, or the ear that has listened to you and just cared for you. And sometimes it's just a listening ear to a friend, a family member, a child, whatever it might be. And we all have had these experiences of that unconditional love that's out there. It's within us because the kingdom of God is within us. But if we can allow that charism, those gifts to go forth, it changes not only your world, but those that we are ministering to. Mm-hmm. I love the content so mm-hmm. far tonight. There's just a there's mm-hmm. a depth to the promise of thanksgiving. So, brother, do you have another acknowledgement about gratitude? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm continually reminded, you know, what Renee brought up in her first reading was that to be grateful, you don't necessarily have to be in a good mood in order to do that. <laughs> So, yes. Yes. You know, so it's good to be reminded to be grateful in every every moment. But, uh, <laughs> For sure. Other, yeah. The other reading that I picked out was, was something from a psalm. It's a psalm for giving praise. Psalm 100. Shout out! Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And what I saw from this is that when we feel gratitude, we are, in, we are in the presence of the divine. We are entering into his, into his court. And even if you don't feel necessarily grateful by expressing that gratitude, as I said earlier, you know, it's always appropriate express that gratitude, to acknowledge that the love the Lord his love will endure forever and his his faithfulness is sustaining and we owe our very you know sustenance our very lives to that to that energy, the energy of the energy of God. That gratitude really does flow, I call it with people, personalities I was reading, part of my readings this week was on the book, My Life with the Saints, and one of the portions that talked about Mother Therese on her willingness to go to the poor of the poorest. And it said about Mother Therese, one only had to be with Mother for a while to know that 
that joy you so richly mentioned was not skin deep. To watch how she grew in statue following prayer before this blessed sacrament and see how she was visibly energized by being among the people in whom she consistently saw Christ was to realize that she was being continually confirmed in what God was doing through her. And however we find that sacred space in our own, our daily work or lives, whether that's a meditation, whether that's prayer, whether that's praying the rosary, whether that's being in front of the Blessed Sacrament or going to Mass or Temple, that union or just time for prayer. I think the Muslims, they stop seven times during the day just to pray. So we all have our form, but unless it forms us or gets inside of us, we seem to do it by rote instead of by the heart. And Mother Teresa and all her sisters who've worked with the poor of the poorest and have very little, but yet there's this heart or this love that they have for humanity because in their emptiness, they actually recognize the face of Jesus, the hands of Jesus, the love of Jesus. I have a cousin, first cousin, who just passed away, Father Ken, and he worked for the Mother Teresa's order for, I think, 30 years. He served the people by the in Africa and many poor, the poorest nations. And he served them all. And he had like a spiritual family that he kind of adopted because these children would be to the dumps and just trying to find little nuggets to eat off of. And he kind of adopted like 700 of them, tried to set up little homes so they would have places to stay because they were orphans. And But one of the, I, I didn't get to attend his funeral mass, but it said he was buried in a wooden box and it didn't have a cover over it. They just put a cloth over it. Because Mother Teresa, it doesn't matter the form. We represent Christ, and many of them said how how beautiful he looked. And he was very skinny, had a long white beard, it's like almost like that Santa Claus or Saint Nick, but thin. Mm-hmm. But yet he represented what Mother Teresa taught him. Because Mother Teresa asked him if he would join her organization to serve the poor because he was a diocesan priest. And he took up the mantle and he never gave it up. And actually he came here back to the United States to, he had a health challenge. And while he was here, he died in his sleep. So it's just like, you just never know. You serve your purpose and then in a holy breath, you're in the arms of Jesus. So these, the scriptures that Craig just presented to us, it really holds that truth about being in gratitude. And to me, that's what I think your heart is listening to right now. It's about entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Because where we're going, that's the keynote in a sense of because our spirit is full of joy, knowing the creator and giving thanks and praise for what he, she has done for each of us. So. Mm-hmm. Renee, do you have any reflections on thanksgiving? I know we're going in a many different directions tonight, but really encapsulating yeah. on being thankful. Well, as I mentioned at the start, part of my day is really to honor the sacred in each of us, people that I've met, people that are I see in my building every day. But just how do I honor all the teachers, the students, mm-hmm. the, the people that were at this last retreat, the people that are on this call? I do spend time honoring them as part of Thanksgiving to honor that sacred space within each of them. And I, I do believe that that mystical part awakens in each of us during Thanksgiving. 
And I believe that it's the mystic is the one we see things in our wholeness, that connection, the oneness with the divine. It is about seeing Christ in everyone and everywhere and even in ourselves, and can we embrace that during this Thanksgiving season? And I love this quote. It's about it's it's by William McNamara, and he talks about the mystics embody love. And he said the mystic is not a special kind of person. Each person is a special kind of mystic. Oh, wow. And that yeah that spoke volumes to me because it ties in with really a prayer of gratitude I'd like to do for everyone that's on the call. And to have you and and Craig hold the space as we do this prayer of gratitude to honor the mystic that is within each of us. Oh, I would love that. So I asked, yeah, because we talked about prayer, and prayer is about sitting in the silence until it silences us. And so many teachers have told us, many teachers, mystics, sages, have told us if we could just be in the silence. So I'd like everybody for just a moment to place your hand on your heart. Just breathe in the words as I read them, allowing this prayer to fully enter into that silent, that core piece of your beingness. Holy Earth, Holy Cosmos, I bow before you with my whole being. Holy creatures, holy nature, I kneel upon the earth in honor and thanksgiving of your blessed bounty. Holy waters, holy mountains, I lay my body on your temple in gratefulness for nurturing my tender soul. Holy passion, holy longing, I rise up before you, a devotee of truth, following wherever you lead me. Holy silence, holy solitude. I place my hands over my heart, breathing in serenity and breathing out your peace. Holy sorrow, holy suffering. I close my hands in prayer. May I bear every wound with compassion and non-harm. Holy humility, holy emptiness, I bow my head before you. I have become open for you, for your all to shine in my soul. Holy freedom, holy rejoicing, I open my heart to the world, offering myself to this day in joyfulness, and gratitude. Amen. The, the sacred is all around us. And if we can just breathe in at the gratitude of God, the loving presence, Mother Earth, that says the fields and the rocks will cry out holy unto you, O Lord. So that special prayer practice that we just, Renee just had us go through, something inside resonates with us. In that prayer, it recognizes the God who we love and serve. And for those that might not have that connection, 
I believe it's a seed planted tonight in your own heart that it can grow, mature, and and just bless one another because it's all about taking the time to let the silence seek us or the solitude. It's in that intimacy, into you I see. That's the Spirit speaking to you, and it reflects in our world. So when I'm at peace, when I'm in full of light and love, I project that to the world. But if I'm in conflict and I'm not my best, some of those words, some of those actions, some of those looks does not bless Mother Earth or the people around it. So as we participate in this Thanksgiving weekend, let's take time to set aside time for that quietness. Maybe it's just sitting outside or taking a walk in the park or around the lake or ocean, wherever you reside. But let's break bread together as we break open the silence of our hearts because it's in that mystery that we really discover how much we're loved and how much we love others and God. I love the quote from Renee about the mystic and each each person is a special kind of mystic. And I love Mm -hmm. that because there's that genuine flame that's within us. And if we can see that in others, even though there might be a lot of crustiness around it, but I think one of my charisms is to see that in others, even when they're acting out, but you just know it's there. And my role as a padre or just a person who loves is to bring them kindness, speak positive words, and eventually you can win over their heart. Mm-hmm. Greg, what, for a mystic, do you have a definition or your definition of a mystic? What would that be for you? Well, first, let me just say that I'm so so glad that you have such immense patience with us, your your students. (laughs) And when we screw up, you're able to see the inside of us. I know I'm in great need of that. What mysticism, what it means is, for me, is just feeling one one with God and just feeling feeling the presence and being able to yield, see what I don't need in myself, my ego or habits or beliefs and discarding them and allowing the presence of God to take over. And for me, that's mysticism. It seems like just in the last couple of years, I just felt more and more the presence of God to where I see it's not exactly my moment-to-moment realization, but it's getting close enough that I see that there's the potential of living in the presence of God continually. Even though I don't do it now, I I just feel like it's my potential. And God has made a promise. You know, yesterday has promised us to sustain us and if we reach out in gratitude, he reaches yeah. out to us. And that's what I'm seeing in a certain sense. What is the path of the mystic? Well, it's gratitude. It's silence. It's, it's mm-hmm. love. It's, it's loving God. And it's, let, it's letting God love us. Yeah. yeah. Letting yeah. it all in. Singing joyfully. And it, it's so wonderful coming off of the retreat we had in the community just a week ago. Because we did a lot of that. We had joyful songs, and we just, I could feel it in everybody. They just let it all, let the, let the light in. So we were 
a community of mystics, I, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Ron Ross, had that for his community. That, that was one of his desires, to make everyone a mystic, because he knew the, the, the apple of God's eye, the twinkle of God's eye, and others mm-hmm. that it was there and it just needed to be nourished. And you speak of the our fall healing retreat in California last week and those healing services that we had. And to me, there was a point where it was in one accord, call it the Holy of Holies or the glory of God filling the place. And one of the, my monks wrote me and says, well, everybody was like slain in the spirit all at the same time. And and they said, look, there's not one person in a chair. And it's like, oh, my God, they're all down on the floor. And it was glorious because there was such a the nature of God or the essence of who the great I am presence was there. And just ministering over and over, it was like wave upon wave upon wave. Just as you're experiencing that tonight, this can be an overwhelming desire to cry or just be in remembrance or just the thought of, God embracing you. And I know many of you suffer through pain, through illness, disease, separation, depression, whatever element that is. Know that you're loved tonight and the God of this universe desires to heal, to restore. And I just get so excited about talking about healing, talking about God, because it fills that space. And one of my definitions of the mystic is to empty. Mm-hmm. We, we're so full of words. I shouldn't say we. I'm so full of words, but it's that time when I I zip it, where I just listen to the voice within, that I'm so filled and so loved beyond measure. That's the capacity to have divine union with Christ. And I want that for everyone, or at least a portion of that, because you might have your own experiences with God. Mother Teresa once said, they asked about what's true holiness, and she says it consists in doing God's will with a smile. Mm. I went, wow, there's spiritual truth. We're looking for the big I am, and that's more padre than anybody, but it's in the simplicity of just greeting another person with a smile. And it's like, wow, those are gems that we can take home in our own world. Brene, didn't Thomas Merton have a, a thing about contemplation and gratitude? Yeah, he talked about contemplation and gratitude And he was saying, it is the spontaneous awe at the sacredness of life. It is gratitude for life, for awareness and for being. It is a vivid realization of the fact that life and being in us proceed from an invisible, transcendent, and infinitely abundant source. Exactly what you're saying, Audrey. Amazing. Gratitude for life, for awareness. Wow. And what's another saying yeah. that I think John o- O'Donnell, O'Donnell yeah. Donahue says? Yeah, O'Donoghue. He says, he said, may you experience each day as a sacred gift woven around the heart of wonder. Mm. <laughs> These sayings just stirs my heart to explore each one of those. They always say there's mysteries in the mystery. And so we're really actually going deeper into, I call it the consciousness of Christ, of our Blessed Mother. So she knew her son so well and seeing his suffering, but also his triumphs and his purpose, why he was created. And even our Blessed Mother had to give up her beloved son for the greater works, for the greater love. And to me, that's that intimacy into UIC. 
And if we can offer that to ourselves and those that will be visiting this weekend or the person on the street or driving by in your car and you just notice someone, just pass that on about that silent heart, that spontaneous sacredness of life and say, they have it. I see it in them. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just recognize the blessing that's there because it beholds we're we're holding God's glory. And to me, that's all about the the love of God in in the mystery. So I also want to, part of our, um, before we begin to pray for everyone on this phone call, I'd like to present to you, normally we usually do communion with the elements, the bread and the wine. But tonight I thought, let's do the spiritual communion with the same elements in a sense of we're beholding God. Jesus had bread in his hand and he gave thanks. And so you use your imagination now and whatever's in your hand, maybe you're snacking. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh, you're not sharing with Padre (laughs) something in your hand or something you're going to be drinking. We can bless those elements. It's as simple as recognizing God gave that to you. And so right now, in your faith imagination, Just place a little bun, bread, cracker, whatever it might be. And we're just going to bless and thank God for it tonight. And that bread represents our our meal, our food. It represents the money, our abundance, our job. It represents our family, our workplace, our communities, our churches, our synagogues. So we're just giving thanks to God for all that is. With no fault or all, but it's grace. And with the intention just to bless. And the scripture says, Jesus looked up and gave thanks to his heavenly Father. So we just mm-hmm. give thanks to God, the creator of this universe, the great I am presence, that holy breath. And with those elements, we take it in. We place that on our heart as a portal of grace, of gratitude, of faithfulness, and the principles God has given us. And his command, be holy as I am holy. Be whole. Be complete as I have created you. Then it said, Yeshua, Jesus, took the wine and he gave thanks. What are you thirsty for tonight? Maybe it's a healing you desire. Maybe it's more finances to come in. Maybe it's to expand your family. Maybe it's to be healed of any illness, disease right now, especially the eyes. We just say, come Holy Spirit, and let that fire of God's love now begin to pour. really sense heat coming out of my hands right now. So that's Yeshua Jesus just going forth through the angels and now healing eyes right now in the name of Jesus. Just focus. God says focus on the great I am presence, on the great I am. I can do what you can't do. Let my love for you heal your eyes tonight. All eyes are healed tonight. In the beloved name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for co-creating new eye sockets, new eyes, new eyeballs, new tendons, new nerves. Everything's new in the name of Yeshua Jesus. 
I thank you, God, for that. Man, my hands are just pouring out heat. And I just say thank you, Heavenly Father, Divine Mother, for the healing of all our participants tonight, especially the eyes. So in that, the wine, Jesus blessed the new wine. He breathed upon it, the Ruha, the very holy breath of God, that great that says, I am that I am. It's a command, and it says it goes forth and heals. So in that element of that new wine, let's just drink in the Spirit tonight, that fresh anointing of God's love, God's mercy, God's kindness. Just drink in that new wine, new prosperity, a new family member, the birth of a child. I thank you, O Lord our God, for the new beginnings, the planting of seeds of new children in your family unit. Thank you, O Lord our God, for great grace. I thank you, God, for that living presence. Holy, holy, holy. Sometimes the Eucharist is an encounter with the heart, knowing presence through our ability to availability of being in presence in spirit. In the Eucharist, we move beyond words or rational thoughts and go to that place called the mystery. And as these elements that you had in your hand now become flesh and blood, it becomes life eternal. And we participate now. So just drink in the new cup of divine grace. Symbolically, just raise your hand to your mouth and just drink in the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Mm. I thank you, God, for your living presence. Come, divine grace. Come, divine love. Come, divine power. So I think this is a perfect opportunity of our other two presenters to offer prayers for healing generally and specifically for our community right now. So I think I'm going to start with Craig and then follow that up by Reverend Renee and then I'll conclude. So, Brother Craig, could you offer prayers for healing tonight? We offer praise tonight, praise, praise for God. We offer thanksgiving for his presence. May he fill us and heal our hearts. May he bring life to our hearts. May all of the earth and all of the beings within the earth, all of nature, all of heaven, praise God. And allow his presence to move down to us, completely engulfing us in his love, healing us through every cell, every cell, and every cell around us. And let us all open up to be healing presence in the world to bring peace and love. May we all pray to heal the hearts of the world, to heal all the wounds that are keeping people from feeling God's love to its fullest. May we all heal in God's love. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Craig. Love those healing words. Reverend Renee. Divine Father, Mother God, as your children, we just come before you tonight. We empty ourselves, we become this living chalice, ready to be filled with your light, your love, and your grace. We just thank you for this time together tonight. We thank you for the miracles that have already started to happen. 
I ask that those that are in pain because of a surgery or because of an injury of shoulders, of neck, those that have headaches, that all would go back into alignment, all would be healed and restored, healed and restored. And I offer a prayer for the children that have RSV, which makes it very difficult to breathe, that Holy Spirit, you would just be with them and their parents to comfort them, to heal them, to help them to breathe easier. I just ask this in your name, that we just offer up all that are in pain or having difficulty breathing, that they may be healed, they may be restored to wholeness, and wellness. In your name, we ask this. Amen. Amen. Loved your list of people God was touching tonight. I'm going to follow through also with surgeries, especially surgery with the eyes in the last, I'd say, three weeks, four weeks. And I've known many who had eye surgeries, and they weren't necessarily successful completely. So I just feel God's anointing on that those surgeries right now. And Father, just release your ministering angels, but also the spirit beings, spirit guides, especially from the Casa, to do divine healing on these eyes in the name of Jesus. And also people who suffer mental illness. It's such a, it robs people's lives. So I come against that in the name of Jesus, that spirit of mental illness. I break its hold, its attachments to the bodies, to the spirits. I break its hold now in the name of Jesus. Set them free. And in this place, Holy Spirit, pour your love, your virtue, your kindness into each of them. And those who are seeking new employment, Father, just draw the companies, the those who are looking for new employees, just awaken in their spirit right now. Awaken in their spirit these names whose people who desire new employment. Connect them in the spirit and then in the flesh, in the name of Jesus, I pray. And for all those for safe traveling during this holidays, that they may be safe, that they may be covered by the angels and the saints, that you that we glorify God in all that we are as we become that mystic, the one, the carrier of the light, because behold the glory of God within us. It says the kingdom of God is within each one of us. And I thank you, God, for your living presence. I thank you, God, for the love you have for your brother, your sister, and continue to pour out your spirit and touch them even as they sleep tonight. Have angelic encounters that show them the way home, show them their healing, show them the abundance that's coming their way for God is a God of love and of a consuming fire. And I think we're going to do something a little bit different tonight for a closing prayer. I'm going to ask Renee to pray that prayer of Maya and Joe and Frankie, Annie, Frank, and John O'Toole. I think we'll just completely settle our spirit as we conclude our prayer session tonight. So, Reverend Renee. Yeah. The first reading is by Maya Angelou. Let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayer. And let faith the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good. From Anne Frank, I lie in bed at night after ending my prayers with these words. 
Thank you, God, for all that is good and dear and beautiful. And finally, from John O'Donohue, may evening find you gracious and fulfilled. May you go into the night blessed, sheltered, and protected. May your soul calm, console, and renew you. Amen. Amen. Wow. Don't want this session to close, and it won't, as long as we stay in the spirit. So with great gratitude for our team, Renee, Craig, Pat, Mary Kay, thank you for joining us. We pray for you and with you throughout this season. And as your padre, I'd like to close this session. May the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and grant you his peace. Shalom in all areas of your life. And I bless you as your Padre, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.